1: Welcome back to Live, Mike. I'm Lee Berry, Episode 15. Grateful to you for joining in. 106 is the time, and on the line right now, we have ABC News correspondent Inez de la Caterra. The reason we're speaking with the Inez during this segment has to do with John Bolton. You remember him? He's the former national security advisor to the president, worked in the White House for a stretch, is no longer there in the White House. And he has made it known uh, via a statement posted on his website that in the case that he is subpoenaed to testify before the Senate in this impeachment trial, he is willing to do so. Uh, so, Inez, what have you heard? What's the fallout to this announcement been so far?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really big deal. So you'll remember that uh, John Bolton, the former National Security security Advisor, he did not testify during House impeachment proceedings. The White House, of course, had blocked witnesses from testifying during House impeachment proceedings, uh, while at the same time Congress was issuing these subpoenas to get witnesses to testify. So Bolton throughout all of that had pointed to Charles Kupperman, who was uh, someone who he worked uh, with while at the while, while he was the national security advisor. And and Kupperman was someone who found himself in a tricky position where he was issued a subpoena, but at the same time was told by the White House that he shouldn't testify. And so what Kupperman did is he went to the courts to ask the courts to weigh in and kind of decide for him who he should listen to, whether it should be Congress or the White House. The Democrats in the House ultimately decided not to wait for that to play out. They didn't want to have to wait for, for uh, everything to go through the courts because that could take a really long time, and they wanted to kind of mo- move full steam ahead with impeachment. So they ended up withdrawing their uh, subpoena, and so the courts decided that Kupperman's case was kind of a, a moot case, and so Bolton never got his answer. Bolton had said I want," had said, "I wanted to, to see what was going to happen with Kupperman, and then I would do the same. Um, so Bolton never got his answer. We didn't really know what was going to happen. We know Democrats have been clamoring over the course of of the holidays for uh, witnesses to come forward as part of the Senate trial. And Bolton did issue finally a statement today saying that if he is subpoenaed, he is willing to come forward and testify for the first time.
1: Does that represent a betrayal of the president or what is that? What can we infer from from this announcement?
0: It shows. Well, it's, it's interesting because if you go back to uh, a letter that uh, John Bolton's lawyer had said the House counsel, he had said that Bolton had new relevant information. He had said that Bolton was personally involved in many of the events meetings and conversation about which you have already received testimony, as well as quote, many relevant meetings and conversations that have not yet been discussed in the testimonies thus far. So they're indicating that he has new information. So, yeah, the fact that ben Bolton is now saying I will testify if I am subpoenaed is certainly not good news uh, for the president and does kind of act as a curveball here because we were reaching a point where it almost felt like, um, you know, we saw everything play out over the over recess, over the holidays. The Democrats withholding those articles of impeachment to kind of pressure Republicans to agree. In part, part of the reason they withheld those articles of impeachment was to get Republicans to agree to bring in witnesses and documents as part of the president's Senate trial. Uh, ultimately, we were starting to get some reporting that Democrats were kind of giving up on that and that they were going to you know, decide to move ahead with the trial because McConnell had the votes he needed to move ahead with a trial without any witnesses. The fact that Bolton is now coming forward kind of throws all of that off because many are now going to say well if he's willing to testify and he says he has new information shouldn't we be hearing from him
1: it's not often that we get to look at impeachment this closely we the last instance of course uh, that of bill clinton uh, but now we have like the internet and we can share these ideas and this information we're all experts now uh, and often we make comparisons between this uh, impe- this trial in the senate and the you know trials uh, in you know Court cases here that we understand more generally. Uh, so this would be that there is the, the prosecution and the defense. Uh, Bolton, it's estimated, would probably be a uh, witness for the prosecution.
0: It, probably, um, but you you know if you look at if you look back at, at the way that the House hearings unfolded, and of course this will be very, the Senate trial will be very different from the House the hearings. The, the format in itself will be very different. But if you look at how the how the House hearings unfolded, you had Republicans and Democrats kind of trying to to get out of the witnesses what they needed. So I think you could probably expect uh, something similar if Bolton does come come forward to testify, where Democrats are going to try and get the information that they need to to prove their case, and Republicans will. Try to get Bolton to 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 give them information that they can use to to say you know clearly the president didn't do anything wrong here. So it'll be interesting to to see what happens there. What's also interesting to note is that Democrats are actually calling for four witnesses. Um, so it, so if Bolton does come forward to testify, does that mean that other witnesses will will follow suit and, and be more likely to come forward as well? Um, we'll have to see, and it'll be really interesting to see. So you know, I mentioned earlier that Mitch McConnell as of this morning, had the votes he needed to move forward with a Senate trial that would not include witnesses or documents. Now that you've got Bolton coming forward to testify, that becomes a little, it's not as clear that he would have the votes, and I think all eyes are going to be on those uh, moderate Republicans, people like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and and Mitt Romney, um, who have indicated, at least uh, you know Susan Collins has indicated, that she would be open to having witnesses testify. So I think these moderate Republicans are now going to be under a lot of pressure to, to 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 maybe vote with Democrats to allow witnesses to come forward as part of the
1: trial. Certainly a curveball, and I'm grateful to you for your insight. Our guest uh, has been Inez uh, De La Caterra from ABC News, a correspondent, keeping us up to speed on the goings-on of this impeachment trial as it looms. Uh, It has been announced today by former National Security Advisor John Bolton that he is willing to testify in a Senate impeachment trial if subpoenaed. Released a, a lengthy statement on his website where he talks about a case of Dr. Charles Kupperman who faced a similar situation. Uh, he had a subpoena in his hand uh, and the president in his other ear telling him not to testify. And uh, now Bolton had made it known that he was going to wait and see how the Cupperman case worked out. And when uh, the House withdrew its subpoena, that case was moot and Bolton never got his answer. He, though, uh, has decided upon his own answer now and has made it known that if subpoenaed, he will in fact testify uh, in a Senate trial. Inez, I'm grateful to you for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All righty. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming up on the horizon. You, if you are a, a watcher of news here in the state of Utah, you know uh, that medical cannabis is now something legal here in the state of Utah. And there's a, there's a big, long process for how that comes to be. Uh, right now, the stage of the process is this. A number of vendors, a number of uh, business people have applied for licenses to operate these dispensaries of sorts. And uh, I think there were something like 90 plus, maybe more than that. I'll, I'll double check that number, uh, applications. Well, 14 licenses have been handed out. There will soon be 14 locations across the state of Utah starting in March uh, which will dispense medical cannabis here in the state of Utah. Those licenses were handed out uh, via uh, a wing of the Utah Department of Health the director of the center of medical cannabis uh, richard oborn will join us in the next segment he's going to talk to us about the process through which these companies had to pass to secure these licenses and what it means uh, and what uh, what impact at all if any it may have on, on you and me who may not find ourselves uh, patronizing these establishments uh, or maybe maybe you are of the stripe where you you have some medical need and uh, maybe you'll in this next segment find out what uh, what it will mean for you here in the state as you seek uh, aid in this form later on in the program i'll tell you uh, we're going to speak to uh, one of the purveyors of this of a license uh, we're going to talk to uh, one of the big bosses at one of the the stores that will be opening here in utah columbia cares the name of the store received a license it's going to set up shop in springville utah we're going to speak to one of the bosses over there uh, to see what they're looking forward to that's all up ahead here on live mike i'm lee lonsbury